that's that cool music. I can hardly resist dancing <laughs> when it's on. Hi, I'm Cheryl Head, the host of Authors on the Air today, and I'm so pleased to be able to talk to my pal, Tracy Clark, who's a fabulous crime fiction author and a really good human being. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Cheryl. Of Chicago today. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> dreary, cold. I love oh, it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, January. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So we're going to jump right in and we have about 18 minutes. Uh, I'm going to start with some macro questions and questions about process. And then we're going to dive into specifics about Hyde, All which right. I absolutely love. Thank uh, you. Came out January 1, right? That New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. Yep. Uh -huh. There you go. There you go. So I've heard you talk before, Tracy, on panels about being a serious pantser. Mm -hmm. oh, you yeah. don't plot, that you don't outline. No. Talk, talk to me about your writing process. I'm I'm usually appalled and just like going, what? <laughs> I have no process. Um, I have a sort of a glint of an idea of what I might this book might be about. And then I just sort of sit down there and sort of pluck it out. Um, I have my characters, right? I've got my dead body wherever I decide to put it. And then I have to sort of, you know, pick my way page by page, chapter by chapter until I get to the end. Uh, there's a lot of dead ends that I have to sort of go through. I have to go back and come back again. I mean, it's just a chaotic way of doing it. I know it. I know it off on the front. It's just a chaotic way of writing. And it would probably be so much easier to have an outline or a roadmap like right. other people do. But my brain does not work that way. I just can't do it. There's somewhere in, I look at an outline and my, and my brain says, oh, you finished. Uh, the book oh, is done. Okay. And wow. then you haven't even so i just go i just sort of go hit that page get caught up and have to go back that's how i do it uh, it works for me it's, it's dumb i know it it's just no, i'm not saying it's dumb i mean it, I no, it, no no i'm I'm saying it's a dumb way to do it <laughs> at any but, point you just get scared out of your mind though absolutely every okay, single okay. I mean, every single day because i have no <laughs> idea Luckily for me, uh, crime fiction sort of has a linear sort of a thing. Uh, okay. One lead by lead. Copy like in your way. head, you mean? Exactly. It's like breadcrumbs on a path. So police officers are not sort of making up fantastical procedures that they have to do. They are following okay. lead by lead, breadcrumb. By... So that helps me out. That's sort of like That's having it, an outline, right? Yeah. Um, even with the PI series, the same thing. Um, one person sort of leads upon the next person. Right. Uh, she questions this person. So it's kind of like having a direction you know right. but i sort of do it in in the story as opposed to you know having it first and then sort of diving in yeah so you almost are kind of paralleling the protocols of police kind of yeah i go where the leads go uh they talk to a suspect yeah. and they lead them somewhere else oh that's a good uh, that's a good that's direction so cool. i'll go there that's really cool so yeah. you know i was a big fan of your chicago mystery series and cast yeah. reigns and then i heard you were doing a new series i'm going like what so yeah. the question is, how daunting was it for you to shift the gears to begin a new series uh, to leave cast behind and to pick up the fabulous detective Harriet Foster? Mm -hmm. uh, it was very daunting because when you sort of live with certain characters in your head for so long, um, yeah. I can sort of write a cast book, you know, off the top <laughs> of my, I mean, she was there. Her voice was there. The secondary right. characters. I knew the milieu. Uh, right. right. I knew where she. I knew everything that was in her apartment. I mean, I knew her. Um, so when I was looking for a new character, this voice was not coming. Okay. I, okay. Harriet, I had no idea who the heck she was. At this point, I've done two books, and I still there's still things about her that I do not know. Um, she does not talk to me on a regular basis. She doesn't. And cast it. 
Cass talked to me in the bathtub at the grocery store, <laughs> in line at the cleaners. Uh, she would not shut up. Uh, she was always in my head. So wow. having to wow. shift wow. to somebody who you know doesn't care if they talk to you or not. Right. Uh, you right. come in, you dig in, and you find me. I'm not going to make your job easy for you. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of what Harriet was like. So uh, she is sort of standoffish and quiet and methodical and yeah. intellectual. And yeah. Cass is all over the place. You know climbing into people's windows, picking their locks. I mean, they're two totally um, different personalities. Yeah. Uh, compare and contrast them for me. I mean, I like Harriet. I got mm -hmm. to like her as we went through the book, but she really is, a, has different attributes and characteristics. How would you compare and contrast them? So you methodical, you say, Harriet mm -hmm. is. And well, she's, um, yeah, she's sort of, it's kind of a weird, she's sort of a dichotomy. So she's perfect on the job. Uh, yes. She's brilliant investigator. Yeah. Um, and then off duty, when she puts that badge down and that gun down, she's a woman who's sort of stuck in, in sort of amber. I mean, she's, yeah. she's in stasis. Yeah. And that was sort of interesting to sort of dig into and figure out what's going to make her move, what's going to mm -hmm. sort of get her to the next spot. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I don't think she's there yet. And that it's sort of delicious for me as the writer right. to sort of figure out what's going to make her sort of flip to the next move or stay where she is. She could stay where she is for the next one, 10, 15 years, wow. but that's not, that's not, that's not living, is it? No, that is not living. Even people. Or is it a mystery series? <laughs> <laughs> mm, business. Uh, so, but for most people, they have to do something. They have to move. Yeah. They have to change. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't sort of figured out what that thing is mm -hmm. that's going to make Harriet sort of shift from mm -hmm. where she is now to mm -hmm. where she needs to be. And that's interesting for me as a writer to sort of figure out. Um, I don't think Harriet cares much, you know, one way or the other in terms of mm -hmm. just there. Um, she's sort of trying to find little things mm -hmm. to get her through the day. Right. But then, of course, that's not living either. Um, getting through the day is not living. Yeah. It's sort of subsisting and sort of getting by and, you know, moving to the next mm -hmm. level, next step. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's more to living than that. So, yeah. Um, right. That's an interesting exercise for me, uh, and hopefully it'll be a sort of interesting discovery for readers as they sort of follow yeah. through and see whether or not. Yeah, I, you know, because I was prepared not to like her because I like her so much, but you've given her some really interesting quirks and characteristics that make you grow to like her you know she's almost a little bit ocd yeah yeah you know, she's a, a really deliciously flawed character yeah i love her sense of loyalty mm -hmm. you know she's the loyalty to the partner as you say when she gets on the job she knows her business you mm -hmm. know but mm -hmm. she, she's a tightly wound person <laughs> you got it and so, you know that's that's gonna have to sort of break at some point i mean nobody yeah. can sort of be this so yeah. contained for yeah. that amount of time without something yeah. I know, yeah. so it's, it'll be interesting to see what that is. And it'll be interesting to see how you, with your mind, you figure out what that is. Because I mean, yeah. so I'm assuming you're not, did you purposely put in characteristics that you knew you were going to want to explore later? Or that those? No, those I don't plan a thing, Cheryl, stop it. <laughs> when I say I'm a panther, <laughs> I'm a panther in every regard. I don't plan a thing. Um, these characters uh, come up on the page. Right. I follow them where they lead me. Uh, those little idiosyncrasies sort of, happened um yeah it sort of felt right, right for her it's um, fabulous, yeah she needs something to sort of get her through the day and mm -hmm. those little things mm -hmm. um you know hour by hour yeah the yeah. marble in the base all of yeah. those things yeah 
get her to the next clips, the things she clicked. Yep. Okay. Yep. So let's talk about Hyde. Give me, give our viewers the premise of Hyde. Well, uh, Hyde is a pretty standard police procedural. Uh, we are following Detective Harriet Foster on her first day at a new station and a new team. Um, she's coming off of two months leave where something sort of uh, tragic has happened. And she's uh, approaching this new job uh, sort of trepidatiously, whether or not she wants to do it or not. Uh, and her first case right off the bat is a serial killer on the streets of Chicago. Um, she's paired with a partner that she does not get along with uh, right off the bat. So she's got a new job, new team, new partner, serial killer case, and then all the stuff that she's carrying along with her. And then we sort of follow her through to see at which point um, she just breaks and just goes nuts. And <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very suspenseful, though. I don't read a lot of serial killer uh, books. And I don't write them. So <laughs> <laughs> but it's very suspenseful. You do a fabulous job of building up the tension and introducing the characters. Well, speaking of characters, I've always loved the way you do your secondary and tertiary characters here. They're rich, you know, you want to get mm -hmm. to know them as well. I love Vera Lee. Is, is it, that's pretty, uh -huh. Lee, right? Uh -huh. Sorry, Sharon Griffin and Jim Lonergan. The, mm -hmm. That's why it will be recurring characters, yeah. I assume. Yep. Yeah. That's her, that's those are her peeps. What do you know about them? Do they talk to you? Anybody? <laughs> um, Vera Lee actually talks to me. Um, Vera Lee is so cool. She's probably the closest to Cass uh, in this book, um, yeah, that sort of right. personality. Not that wise um, cracking kind of. Exactly. So she sort of full bro her head. She sort of gets the job done. She's got a plan in her head. Yeah. She wants to be superintendent one day. Yeah. And all of this yeah. other stuff is just, uh, you know, the precursor to that. So yeah. Um, yeah. she sort of recognizes Harriet uh, on that first day. And she sort of yeah. sees something in her. Right. And she sort of figures out between her and Griffin mm -hmm. that this is probably going to be mm -hmm. the best thing for her. And right. so, you know, something happens and they're sort of teamed up afterwards. So yeah. uh, that's probably going to be her saving grace. Um, but we'll have yeah. to see because I have no, I have no outline. I have no plan. So we'll see what but happens. They turn out to be a fabulous partnership. And with the both might be. Such a strong sense of loyalty for the job mm -hmm. and each other. I love that part. It and seems to have some kind of energy project. to it. Yeah. So I think I that, that might be something that sort of stayed. So tell me, how was it writing? So, you know, Cass was a former cop turned PI. Now you're right in the police procedural. Now you have a mm -hmm. full-time detective. How was it to get on the other side of the street? I didn't like it, um, <laughs> basically because there are too many rules. I mean, yeah. Cass could just sort of, you know, climb through windows, pick yes. locks. And I mean, if she needed a lead, she'd break into somebody's office. You know, that's what PIs do. Yeah, um, Harriet is a police officer. She yeah. is the law in essence. Yeah. And she's got to follow the law. So yeah. she can't sort of break down doors and do whatever. She's got to have a warrant and uh, yeah. all that paperwork has to be done afterward. And right, you know, right. it's kind of like a plotting sort of a thing. Yeah. And so my job was to sort of make it not so plotting and more interesting than the job actually is. Which you did. Um, and I hopefully, thank you. I uh, hopefully I did. But for me as a writer, it's kind of, oh my God. Yeah. You yeah. Can't you just sort of smack them around a little bit yeah. of information? Out? But no, you can't. <laughs> and what and it was um when you're dealing with a serial killer, I think it's okay to not, you know, not be as crazy as they are. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I mean somebody's gotta have a, a, be sane at some point. That's right, that's right. So and talk to me about Chicago. I mean, in both series, 
Chicago is just a you know a third character, uh, secondary character. Sometimes you love Chicago, and you can tell that you know it so well. You know, mm-hmm. in the previous series, we were kind of in the back streets and the neighborhoods and stuff. We're more in some of the the touristy spots in Hyde, mm-hmm. but you but we also go to neighborhoods I had never heard about. So mm-hmm. yeah, what's it's a great town. Um, we've got 77 neighborhoods in Chicago, 77. And each one of those is distinct. Uh, there are different kinds of people living in each one yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, different smells, different sounds, yeah. different vibe, uh, different music coming off. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting for me to sort of move it around and see what might be interesting this book as opposed to the other ones. And yeah. I just sort of give a, you know, north side, south side, west and east, a little, you know, fair share. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And it, it, it really, not knowing, it still felt authentic, some of the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. like the one the cop lived in and how mm-hmm. that was kind of a cop. Yeah, yeah, as far away from City Hall as you can as get. they can possibly get, <laughs> right on the line. The next block over is somebody else. I mean, <laughs> and that's where they all sort of congregate. That's where they yeah. Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the, those were those little details were delicious. Um, so the other thing I like about Harriet and Cass had some of this family cabal too, although she was not as close to her family. So Harriet has a brother, an unnamed mother, a, mm-hmm. a former partner and mm-hmm. she has closeness to her that partner's family so you give her all these other kind of potential relationships that as I was reading it as I was saying oh Tracy's setting this up for future stories but no <laughs> again <laughs> I find, that's, me, that's me writing myself into a corner all right so now I've given her all of this yeah so now yeah. I have to I have, now I have to produce so yeah. the second book in the series uh, we see a little bit more of uh, her co- her former partner's family. Okay. Uh, we see her mother in book two. Oh, interesting. Um, because, you know, her mother, all our mothers are wise, right? They know yes, what their kids are going through. She's given Harriet as much rope as she's going to give her. Okay. And then yeah. she gets to a point where, you know, you have to sort of do something or get off the pot. So she's yes, sort of given right. her this, this long thing. And wow. now she comes in book two to say, enough is enough. Uh, this is what we're going to have to do. I'm and excited. this is yeah, yeah I'm so for that. what's the title of that one it's called fall and then fall. this one yeah fall, fall. Uh, and this one i sort of kill off uh alderman in the city of chicago so oh girl you live from <laughs> you really you really get messed now up. which board do i pick uh you know just spin the wheel <laughs> so anyway somebody's after these aldermen right that's right but the really cool thing is they're sort of uh, putting 30 dimes on them. So 30 oh. dimes in the satchel down the throat of one of them, uh, another stuff in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So 30 dimes, uh, the, the payment for betrayers. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have to figure out uh, what these aldermen did to sort of end up dead. So that's oh. Harriet's second case. I love it. Fall. I love it. Fall. So we've got a couple of minutes. I want to ask you about your where you are on social media, what you're going to be doing with this book. Are you having fun with the launch? Um, I am having fun with the launch. Uh, it's a little stressful for introverts, as you probably well know. Uh, but you know, I'm putting it out there, yeah. uh, going places, having fun after the fact. Um, you can find me on uh, tracyclark.books is uh, tracyclarkbooks.com is my website, and then I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and and Facebook, doing Lord knows what. But um, I'm yeah. just sort of going around and sort of doing it, uh, hawking the book and. And talk and Harriet up, and uh, hopefully readers will sort of uh, engage with her. And are you liking being with Thomas and Mercer? They're doing a fabulous job. I love it. It's great. They're oh, wonderful people. God. Everything seems to be interested in in the book as much oh, as I man. am, and everybody's pushing. All the oars are sort of working I in the know. same direction. You got all those so, reviews and stuff. Yeah. I'm so envious. 
I'm very happy. So hopefully, in Knockwood, uh, things will be good for Harriet. I, I think things will be very good for Detective Harriet Foster. She's a really interesting character, complex, and we want us we want her to do well. We I like her. I do mm -hmm. like her. So good luck with the the book and the series. It's always great to see you, Tracy. I don't see always. you when I do see you. I'm always happy to see. You. <laughs> well, that's good. You don't want the other thing. I still owe you a, a Popeyes three piece. We always yes, talk about do. it. I think yes, we're doing that. <laughs> We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> Thanks and good luck with it. And I was so pleased to read the book. Thanks for letting me read Thanks, it. Thanks, Cheryl. It's good talking to you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.